So have you been thinking about using Instagram stories or even Snapchat to grow your business more? But after like two days, they just kind of fall flat. This is the interview for you. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perv. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. Not only, guys, because it's, you know, almost Halloween when this is going to be airing. And let's be real, who doesn't love going trick-or-treating? And because the next week is my birthday. What? Super excited, November 4th. But I am more excited because the interview that you are going to hear today, I could honestly have called it a masterclass. So if you guys had tuned in a couple of episodes ago when we talked all about GDPR, this is the type of an episode we are talking about here. You are going to be getting such a schooling on how to use Instagram stories and Snapchat in your business from the one and only Karma And it is such a great interview. So if you're like me and you're like, Snapchat, what? It's not just for kids. Karma tells us all about how we can utilize it, how it's a little bit different than Instagram stories, how we can keep our privacy on there. Because I was like, Karma, like, I don't want any like weird snaps from people. Like, how can I keep my boundaries afloat? She answers all of my newbie questions that I have about that. And also what we get into this episode, and I really wanted to point it out, is Karma was brave enough to share a time where she literally went dark on social media for about three months. She had hit her breaking point and she actually shares with us what actually got her to come back onto social media. And it's something that I never would have thought of. It was such a moving story. Honestly, when she was talking about it, both of us almost started crying. You can probably hear it in my voice. It starts to crack. It was just Like it was just such a great story. But besides that, when we actually hear about Karma's journey with entrepreneurship is we really do get to the nitty gritty about using, I call them like micro vlogging experience. What should you be posting on Instagram stories? What should you be posting on Snapchat? And Karma actually debunks that whole 10,000 followers swipe up feature because I know myself, even though I don't have that many followers, I'm a little jealous of the people that have that swipe up feature and the stats she shares about that and what you should be doing instead regardless of how big your audience is, was pretty darn amazing. And this is why Karma can, let's be honest with you, make so much money with such a relatively small social media following. So you don't need to be a huge, you know, influencer here to make Snapchat and Instagram stories work for your business. So let's go ahead and dive right in to the interview. What is up, my inbox besties, besties? I am so excited to have a longtime listener Super awesome person in general. I love Karma so much, as you guys heard from the intro when I was chatting about her, known her for what seems like 80 million years in the online space. But for all those of them unlucky besties who have not gotten a chance to hear about Karma and your awesomeness, go ahead, introduce yourself, all of that juicy goodness. Hey, everybody. I'm Karma Ovicchio, aka I used to be known as the knockout specialist of social media, but now I am the social media alchemist. I help you turn your plain, simple social media posts into social media gold. Ooh. I know, right? (laughs) She's so cool. (laughs) I know, right? I know, shiny. So how did you actually get started online and all of this sort of stuff? Like, was it always like, I'm an entrepreneur, like I have to hustle, I have to hustle. Like what's a little bit of like your origin story? No. So let me tell you, I'm going to give you the short version. Okay. Cause it's really <laughs> long, but I'm going to give you the short version. So years ago, my daughter wanted to be in the entertainment industry, like her mommy. Um, and we were trying to figure out how to make it happen. So we created our own historically black college tour. Uh, we went to different college campuses and we were selling her, um, her songs, right? So people started asking me how they could pay me to do the same. I didn't know how. Um, I came back home and I did some research. And then um, when we set up to do the next tour, I had people do bring me, you know, send me their stuff. After that, it moved into experiential marketing where I started a sampling company. 
And from the sampling company, I got hired by bigger brands and different PR companies. And so I started to veer off towards PR, but then realized that my love was experiential marketing and getting in front of people. And okay, this is a true story. I got to put it out there. Um, (laughs) I did social media, right? So I started going live. I started interviewing people and sending the information back to the company who had hired me for the big brand. Well, the big brand loved it, but the, <laughs> but the people who hired me were like, you're fired. And I couldn't understand why, but it was because it wasn't built into the contract. And the people who hired me didn't know about social media to keep it going um, after my contract was over. And so, and so <laughs> I lost that contract, but I eventually gained the bigger brand. And from there, I realized that there were so many people, um, be it bigger brands and the actual event planners and PR companies that didn't totally understand social media. And that's where karmatic marketing really began. But it all started with my daughter wanting to be in entertainment. So she wanted to be in entertainment. And so you would set up tours for her to go to college. It's like an actual music tour, correct? Like she would yes. sing at different colleges? Think, yeah, yeah. I've reached out to the different, um, to the different people in the colleges who were putting on the different shows and programs. And so she was on different stages. That's so awesome. Now, what did you mean exactly by experiential? I think I might've said that incorrectly. Experiential marketing. So yeah. you know how you go to like the stores or you go to fairs and festivals and maybe T-Mobile is out there trying to get you to sign up for credit cards or sometimes how you come out of the movie theater and people are like, can you take this quick survey? Or um, Mm -hmm. you may have even seen me or um, (laughs) maybe one of my um, trucks out doing samples of signature drinks for Starbucks. That's experiential marketing. So giving people an experience to get them into the stores. Oh, so when you were working with brands, I do know there was that the disconnect of the PR company not realizing there was stuff online. Was it that you were primarily working with local businesses since you had to be like at the fairs and on the streets with the people? No, actually I would go, I would take like video and record people and I had set up. Okay. So, well, it's called a footprint, like where all of your things are, it's called a footprint. So I would ask people to come in, sample the product and then say what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it, um, how often they use it. I kind of like did a little impromptu interview kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I would hashtag them and then I would put it on social, Mm -hmm. right? For the particular brand or else I would send the info to the brand, but because it wasn't a part of the contract, they were like, (laughs) Nope, we're done. How dare you go above and beyond with something that's more effective. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, have you always really had like this entrepreneurial spirit or was it really just like, my baby needs me like do this. Like, what would you say? I would say that I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and the reason I say that is because back in high school, I had the senior schedule. Now, you know, <laughs> when you first go to um, high school, freshmen are in school the majority of the day. Well, I didn't get that, right? I got um, what they considered it to be a one to five. So I had to be at work. I mean, I had to be at school from eight o'clock in the morning till one o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So anyway, (laughs) um, I used to charge people to watch the soap operas and give them a rundown of the soap opera. (laughs) So my own like little cliff notes, but long before that, I, um, I did, I always sold arts and crafts. I Mm -hmm. always sold arts and crafts. I made like popsicle stick boats and things like that. And, um, macrame, she can't, um, he changed all that kind of stuff. So I've always been an entrepreneur. I just didn't realize coming from my mom and dad who worked two and three jobs that it was possible until I had to put myself through the high school of choice. I wanted to go to a Catholic school. My parents couldn't afford it. So I began to sell a lot more, pick up an extra job um, and even work at the high school uh, putting together term papers and things like that for other people. So I think it's always been there. 
Definitely. I have to so, learn how to manipulate it. <laughs> one of the stories that, because um, like I said, Karma and I have known each other for 80 million online years. And that how I knew she was like a born and bred entrepreneur was she's like, yeah, she like she would talk about the jewelry and she's like, and I would make sure that I had a clear backpack so everyone could see all the cool yes! stuff that I had. And I was walking around and I'm just like, Karma is a genius, guys. She's a straight up genius. So today I know that you talked a little bit about experiential marketing, but we're gonna be talking about Snapchat and Instagram stories. They're super oh. hot. I know Snapchat. A lot of people tried to get on the bandwagon like a year or two ago when Gary Vee was all about it. And then like people got confused. So we'll talk a little bit about the different nuances of those channels and what you can do to sort of, I don't want to say have them mesh, but if they're going to do both, how to do both sort of well. But I would love to hear, since you had quite the journey from being a kid to selling your art crafts to then actually helping putting yourself through school. So it proves that you're always a hard worker to setting up the entertainment gigs for your daughter. What is one of them, even if maybe this iteration of um, the karmic marketing that uh -huh. was just kind of like a low point, they were just like, maybe I should just work at McDonald's or drive Uber Eats. Like I'm just done. What is sort right. of a story that you can tell us around that? Because I think that while it's great to hear all of the amazing things that you've done for your clients and things, I think that in the entrepreneurial world, it's nice to know other people struggle just like we do. Yes. Ooh, I have a million of them, but let's. <laughs> We've got the one about being fired. We already got one of them in there. Fired for doing too good of a job. That was me at my actual job. Not that I got fired, but I'd always get written up. Yes. Okay. So you know what? Recently, okay, I'm gonna tell you this. I have three different memberships on three different platforms, right? Because I really couldn't decide how to best um deliver the info but here's the thing about my membership sites they're not really active and i really thought that this is what people wanted right i really thought at first that this is what they wanted and so um i started with pop-up shops you know just doing content giving people content and then i said you know what it's a membership site because i just can't keep giving out the content forever so i put up the first membership site i had like three people and i was like it's not worth it. And then I got another group of people who's like, I'm all in for membership. I'm all in for membership. So I created a different one and it was like, fail. So I think memberships for me are, it's an epic fail. And I'm like, I'm just throwing in the top, forget it. Um, even when I started like different Facebook groups, my, my whole entire fear was what if nobody joins, right? What if nobody joins? And um, for fear of no one joining, I always created pop-up shops. So you could just come in to like the challenges and whatever. And then I would let you stay there for maybe like six months and then I would shut it down. But my biggest, my, my biggest epic fail was I created a course on Facebook, um, on the Facebook group and no one, not, not one person signed up. And I realized then that I'm just done. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired. Um, even though I know, I know specifically how to get the right demographic, I hadn't trained my audience to buy. I had trained them um, to honestly just come to me for free content. And I didn't want to give out free content anymore. So I was like, I'm not giving out anything else for free. I quit. And I stayed offline for maybe like three months. <laughs> oh, all I, wouldn't, have I wouldn't answer a DM. I wouldn't go in the messenger. Um, I removed everything off my phone. I did not have an app on my phone. <gasps> not one K. Now, if you saw my phone now, I can't even put another app on my phone. <laughs> but um, I just removed everything. I, and it was the most freeing thing for me. But then my heart wouldn't let me stay offline. But that was the worst thing for me. Nobody signed up. Everybody wanted the Instagram info, but nobody wanted to pay. So I was like, I'm done. I'm just done. I don't even want to do it anymore. Oh man, we have all had those moments. And I just want to thank you for sharing that with us. Was there anything, I know you had said that in your heart, you knew you just weren't over it. Was there any like moment where you're like, you know what? I think that I want to try this again. 
Absolutely. A young lady that I had met in Dallas, um, I was at a, an event doing, I had my social media team at an event. Okay. Because a part of my social media um, company is actually having a social media team that'll actually come out to events and run all your social. So you don't have to do anything except for what it is that you love to do. So I was at the event and this is at the time that I was, wasn't on social and mm -hmm. the lady wrote me a physical letter and she said, I don't know what happened to you. Um, and I really think it's like my fault that you are not on social anymore. I can't find you anywhere. Your websites aren't updated. And I think it's my fault. And then she went on to say it was because, you know, she had went on with her social media journey, that she was applying to things that I had taught her, but she had never said thank you. She never gave me a testimonial or anything like that. And I said, how could that actually be? I wonder how many people feel like that. Like, it's really their fault that I'm not there. And I picked up the phone and I called her and I said, you know, it's not your fault, right? Um, it's like my fault because I didn't teach you all. I didn't teach you how to purchase. I taught you how to lean on me and that did you a disservice and it did me a disservice. And once I like dropped into people's emails and was like, do you really think it's your fault that I'm not there? I had so many people say, yes that I had to come back and go like, it's not your fault, let me tell you. And then that helped me to actually form the way that I teach and serve and, um, and give, right? Because I don't ever want anybody to think it's their fault for anything that I do. It's all about me when it comes to that, right? <laughs> Oh, uh, so much. Oh, so much of that story just, just rings true. And like I said, I just want to thank you for actually sharing that. And I have to say, I always thought membership sites were a very hard sell. Maybe that's just Kate's bias, but I always just thought for myself, they just was not the way that I roll. Maybe at some point guys, because people have, people have been asking me not for like for a membership site per se, they really want like emails of the month. And maybe at some point exactly. maybe in 2020, we'll have an emails of the month club, but you know, so it's, it's a hard sell and, um, it's just a story that you had brought up was also in the Facebook group for love your list, which karma is in guys. She's amazing. I am. And some people That's like, I tell everyone, especially cause our group is getting so much bigger to tag me and tag me more than once because I'm in there probably about three times a week. Again, sort of boundary and shelter yourself from being exactly. like, Oh, like I so much pressure to be there all the time and be everyone's Messiah. And someone literally told me, like, they sent me a message and then I made them, I made them post it in a group. And she was like, I just feel so rude tagging you, like I'm being an inconvenience. I'm like, no, Facebook isn't telling me. And I've got all these other notifications. Exactly. I don't want you to find through the cracks. So I think that it's just, it's so funny, guys. And this is why we started including a lot more personal stories on about besties. Don't worry, we're getting to the instant and the snap. But of the fact that somebody literally thought that they're the reason that you left. Yeah, that, right? I and that, that online wasn't your only revenue source as well, guys. And that's what I want to bring up is that again, Karma does have like brick and mortar local things that she does. She has her larger company. It was just the Karma sort of personal brand branch that right. she sort of closed down for a little bit. But right, just so so funny. So um, now that we know that there's lots of apps on your phone. And we know about your background and all that. And thank you for sharing. I would love, love, love to start talking about Snapchat and Instagram stories. So the first big awesome. question that I personally have, because I'll be honest, I only use Snap for Snapchat to really hang out with a couple of my friends from college because we think it's fun. Mm -hmm. But what's the big difference between Snapchat and Instagram stories, would you say? Okay. I know it's a big question, but. <laughs> yeah, the, the total difference is the vibe and feel. Snapchat was first, okay? Mm -hmm. And everyone will tell you that, even Facebook itself will tell you, yes, we stole everything that Snap did, and we will continue to steal, steal everything that Snap does, okay? Um, even though they are both similar, the real big difference is on Snap, no one is ever looking for perfection. No one else is really looking for... Um, the people who use it 
to use all the features. They want up close and personal, whereas Instagram, they continue to add features and people expect to see those features. Like the, uh, well, I'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> they expect to see those features. They expect to see the features. So things yes, like, like countdown the calendars countdown and stickers. stickers and the polling and text over video, they expect to see that on Snap, they don't. So like, maybe this is just because again, I'm coming at Snap from a little bit of a different angle and maybe your audiences as well. Mm -hmm. So like on Instagram and Instagram stories, anyone who's following me on Instagram in theory could see my stories. So like how yeah. on Snapchat, can people actually like see my stuff? Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. Well, the way that the way that Snap is set up today during this interview is they have what's called a best friends feature. So if people interact with this, this is their algorithm, AKA their little internet spiders going out. Um, the more people interact, the more they become on your best friends feature. So the best friends feature is actually above your contacts. So if you're looking to talk to somebody in your contact list, or if you're really watching to see who's viewing your snaps and interacting, it'll tell you that. And so those of course are going to be the people that you talk to first. Does that make sense? Is it more of like, okay. So I feel like with Instagram stories, it's still mm -hmm. like Kate Doster on her platform, talking to the little people. On Snapchat, is it more like a one-on-one -on -one basis, but then like I can also have stuff that like goes out to the Snapchat general public? Like, I think that's where I'm a little bit confused. Okay, so when you actually do a Snap, AKA a story, right? It's okay. out to the general public, but you can segment it just like you can segment Instagram for um, a particular set of people and or a group of people to only see those stories like on snap i have three different groups i have a group that i that only gets snap um snap tutorials from me because they're part of my snap snapchat tutorial group um i have a challenge group there and then i have a group of like intimate people so mm -hmm. these people see different content than what's actually placed on my public domain but they can still view the public stuff and it's the same in Instagram. You can set it up and segment who sees what. Oh, okay. So like, say that, I know for us, it's a little bit different, but like, say that, like, how do people find you like right now? Like if they're listeners of the show, how could they find you on Snapchat? Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create, to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? Figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers. And they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. They'll go to snapchat.com forward slash ad as in multi, uh, as in ADD and then forward slash great promos. Great promos. So we're going to put that link in the show notes. So mm -hmm. would they be able to see like your public facing snaps? Yes. If you will. Okay. Yes. And then you can send private snaps as well. That is correct. You can send okay. private snaps, private audio um, in there. Yeah. And now if you actually. Ooh. So like if I follow you on Snapchat and I'm a listener of Inbox Besties, and I know this might seem like so remedial to you, but like, would you be able to like, how, how can I word this? So if I follow Karma, are you going to be able to like instantly see me and like send me private messages and things like that? Or is it just like a follow on Instagram where it's like, in theory, we could interact, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know really how to, how to describe as much. Like, is there that level of like, 
boundary for one, uh, you being a creator and two, like me as a follower. Yes. In your settings on Snap, mm -hmm. you can tell, um, you can tell Snapchat who you want to interact with. So it could say friends, it could say friends of friends, and it can say public or it'll mm -hmm. say private. So if I just do friends, if you friend me, I friend you back and I can instantly talk to you unless you have that part turned off. Oh. And at that point, I would actually create a snap and end that snap on my public um, profile on snap. Then what I can do is I can tag your username and it'll actually go to you. Right. But I can't interact to you, interact with you DM to DM if you have it turned off. Gotcha. So, cause I think like what I'm thinking of it again, I'm coming from Instagram Storyland, where mm -hmm. just like my Instagram account in general with like sliding your DMs, like you're like always randomly got like these dudes that like, you can just tell are hitting up anything that says it's a female on there. Right. And it's like, oh. I don't want to like get any like rando like chat Snapchats from people that might potentially be following me. Like I want to, I like the filter that like Instagram has where it's like, do we want to see this? Like, Exactly. Well, that, and that is the reason that you can just say friends, right? Okay. So they'll be able, but anyone can follow me and anybody following me follow as, and following well, me, the they that. add me as a, as following me, they have to add me as a friend in order to follow me. Or is there an actual like follow feature on Instagram? No, there's I'm not an on actual, Snapchat. on Snap, no, there's not an actual follow feature. Okay. But if the person has your username, they can follow you. But here's the thing you don't necessarily get a lot of random people on snap because for as public as snap is it's basically private and if you set it up where um you're not on the list of people to follow because you've either turned on the only friends feature or private mm -hmm. no one will ever see your username oh. So they can't follow you unless you have your QR code, like on your business card or at an event somewhere, if you have those features turned off. Whereas with Instagram, if people find your username, they can immediately start to follow you everywhere, right? Gotcha. And then they can see your stories and they can exactly. see your actual page. They could send you messages if you want to. Okay. So I think like, like I said, for myself, and I hope I just didn't confuse more people <laughs> with my questions because I realize they're not very clear. I was just trying to like see how like the hierarchy of like everything went. I think because myself, like I said, I use it almost like instead of text messaging with my friends, I'll snap mm -hmm. with my friends. And I'm like, I wouldn't want like the public to be able to see all of this. So like, I kind of was like, I don't want to be like friends with a million people. And then like have to like sort through all of these people that are quote unquote, follow me just so that way I can get to the, the, my group chat with my friends. That was my right. biggest thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you can just set up group chat just yeah. for groups. Yeah, that's what I do. I like group chat. It's fun. Okay. So there's a lot of fun features. So uh, again, and we know that Snap and Insta is a little bit different. So if we're going at Snapchat or Instagram stories, and I do realize for most people, it is going to be Instagram stories. Uh -huh. If we're going at this from a content creator point of view, like we want to get clients, we want to get our brand out there. What are some tips of what we should actually be snapping and storying about? Okay. So we have to start at the very beginning with that, Kate. First, you got to change, okay. change your mindset. Okay. okay. Now I have to say that because there are a lot of people who are afraid to get in front of a camera which is why I always tell people go to Snapchat first because you can get familiar with your camera and you can get familiar with your face, right? But if that's not an issue for you, then you need to change your mindset in regards to how you show up on camera because stories are really built for you to have a one-to-many but one-to-one conversation with people Ooh. okay so once you change your mindset and you say this is just me having a conversation with you and helping you um then you get into your content creation what i suggest that people do is to sit down first and decide what it is that they want okay we all know you want to make money Right. Oh, so what a creator wants, not what our audience wants first. Right. Not what your okay. audience wants first. You have to decide on what you want. Right. Are, uh, and it can fall into buckets. Are you trying to build your email list? Are you trying to get more followers? 
Are you trying to get in front of an influencer for influencer campaigns? Are you um, trying to sell a product or a service? Once you decide what bucket it is, then you can break it down and you can say, okay, I really want more email followers or I really want more followers on my um, timeline, my actual nine grid, which are the nine little pieces that you see on Instagram first. And it's the same for Snap. You have to decide what you want first. Then you say, okay, what's the best way for me to get people on my email list? And honestly, Kate, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's teaching, okay? Mm -hmm. Love it's that. teaching. It's showing people that you're not necessarily the expert in a field, but you know a little bit more than they do, and you're willing to teach them exactly what it is that you know. So you do that in your stories by showing them something every day, teaching them something every day with your call to action being, if you like this mini tutorial, I have the entire tutorial here or there, okay? Mm -hmm. Link in my bio, or I tell my clients, don't say link in bio, tag yourself in the story so that when people touch it, it automatically sends them to your profile where they can find out everything else and they'll immediately tap the link in your bio because they Ooh, might get it, that's where it is. Oh, that's so smart. I'm definitely one of those uh, link in the bio people. If you're doing a story, like I'll have my little arrows pointing to my, the picture of my face. Right, right. But I mean, actually, about it. when you watch stories, do you actually go like, Oh, link in bio. And then you watch maybe like five or six stories. Then you go like, what was that? What was that supposed to be doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's less likely they'll do that, but they do sometimes come back and watch your story again. And then they'll tap on you. And so it'll just send them back to you. Ooh, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm sure that a lot of people, and I'm guessing that your clients talk about this as well. And I know that you love talking about Snapchat, but we're gearing a little bit more towards Instagram stories. Okay. What about like the swipe up feature? What about it? A little bit about that. Like how many do you need to have? Do you need to have like a business account? Okay. So like, you need a business what's that account. Like? You don't necessarily need a business account, but it's in your best interest for analytics. If you okay. want to really like really narrow it down, you need a business account. Okay. To get the swipe up feature, you need 10,000. But here's the thing about that, Kate. You can't get to 10,000 followers until you get to 100 followers. To 50 what? followers. You know what I'm saying? So you have to serve the people that are there for you so that they will go out and talk about you and bring you followers. Okay? Here's another thing. I tell my people, my clients, don't worry about 10,000 followers because you have the advantage of two things. And mm -hmm. it's the number one thing is stories. The second thing is IGTV because IGTV has links, okay? The beauty of what Instagram has done is if you actually put a link, um, it, it has a link, right? So if you create your content in Instagram stories, I mean, I'm sorry, in Instagram TV, and then you post that, it automatically has the link in Instagram stories that you can place there to send people to IGTV where they get the whole shebang, right? Um, so also with that uh, swipe up feature, how many people, there's, there's been some statistics out there that say that not a lot of people swipe up, right? It's just a um, metric. Um, a, a lot of people don't swipe up. They either watch your stories or they go to your feed and go through your carousel which is a really underutilized um, piece of the platform, but they go through there and then they look at your, your followers. It's not until you reach like 50,000 followers that people automatically just swipe up. And the majority of them swipe up without even looking at the story because they've been trained thus far to know that something's on sale there or there's a coupon code there or there's some type of behind the scene or something there that they can only get by swiping up oh, oh my goodness there's so many things I'm like carousel but I really do like how you demystify the 10,000 followers and yeah. I want to just kind of again go back to like treating people as people you guys know that's my key for business marketing yes and you're right I don't think that I really swipe up because 
I usually want to look at the next person's Instagram stories. Like there's like certain people that I really like them. And so even if they said swipe up, I don't think I would, but what you could do. And I was going to ask you about this in a question, but just your explanation made it so crystal clear, but I can still DM people from their actual story and not lose my place as to where I am and like flipping through everyone's stories. So is it more beneficial instead of saying link in the bio, is it better to be like, DM me and I'll send you the link or like hit the little fire guy and we'll get it over to you. Like, that's the best way. And the reason why is because with social media, we've been trained to do this, which is swipe right to left, right? We don't yeah. swipe up unless we're in Snapchat. Now that's one of the features in Snapchat that you don't have to have 10,000 followers. As soon as you, as soon as you create your profile, you have a swipe up feature and you can add links to it, to whatever you want. But Ooh, before you that. start to use that, you need mm-hmm. to train your audience to swipe up, which actually sends them into your DMs on Snap. Just like, like I said, the features are somewhat similar because, you know, Facebook stole them. They but, said it. They said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to have 10,000 on Instagram where it's instant on Snap. You can instantly start selling on Snap, right? Whereas with Instagram, it's different. Gosh, it's far yes. different. But I mean, think about it. Like people with over 50,000 followers or more, even 10,000 followers or more, with the swipe up feature, how likely do you feel like they will, it, like they will say, oh, um, I know that if I get in their DM, they're really going to read it. Not many people have that. They don't feel like a big brand will just actually read their DM and get back to them. So if you are a person who does have 10,000 followers, your best bet is to try to get to and answer every DM. Even if you got a VA who speaks in your brand voice that actually interacts with them. That's so key guys. Again, treating people like people. Cause yeah, I don't think, you know, I'm thinking of some more of like influencers. So like the health and wellness influencers, if you will, I'm using quotes, not that you guys can see them, but I'm using air quotes. And like, I know, like I've sent a couple of them. There's one person in particular, like I've sent random message to, or like encouraging or like, Oh, like I never thought of that. And I don't even think that I've even got it. This person liked your message. type of scenario. And it could just be because she's got a sheer volume. I will say it was a female, a sheer volume of stuff, or maybe it's because she's used to getting nasty DMs from, you know, people that are just like going off the rails, Mm -hmm. but you're right. Like, I know I would feel like, Oh my goodness. Like, I can't believe like she replied back and all that sort of stuff. And like, like we had been talking about in a couple of episodes back about inbox besties, that one sentence email of just ask people how you're doing. It's like, give yourself what, like 10 minutes, would you say? to reply back to people or how much time a day should we set to interact with our audience? If we're not, if we have a small audience, I know we're not going to have a lot, but. Well, you grow your audience by engagement. What you have to realize first and foremost, before you get on any platform, is that it's a compound word. It's the social aspects. And then there's the media part. The media is your advertising part, but it's the social aspect first. So what I tell people is 30 minutes a day, right? Mm-hmm. 10 minutes in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon, five minutes in the, um, in the early evening, and then five minutes later. So 30 minutes, you should be engaging every day. Oh man. <laughs> if we don't, is something bad going to happen or is it oh, just to kind of get us a leg up? No, but that'll give you your leg up, right? Because that's going to give you I mean, even, okay, so here's the thing. My Instagram followings are not huge, right? But that doesn't stop me from making money on Instagram. I need to say that. But my Instagram, my, my Instagram followers are not huge. On my business um, Instagram page, I have something like under 700 followers. But anytime someone follows me, I automatically go in. I ask them for their real name, right? Because a lot of us have profile names. And then when they give me their real name, I, I talk to them and I have had people actually go, Oh my God, can I record this? I cannot believe that there's an actual person here who was actually talking to me. They actually like really talk to me because I send video 
um, I send video I do audio. and uh, on on Snapchat, I actually hit the um, phone call feature and uh, the video feature in my Snapchat and DM, the Snapchat DM. And you actually, we're actually talking face to face and I actually have a conversation with them. How'd you find me? Who referred you so that I can make sure to shout them out? You know, um, thank you for following me. What do you need to learn? What do you want from me so that I can give it to you the best way that I can? Are you, a, are you an audio person, a video person? Do you need me to send you show notes, right? It makes the hugest difference. But if you don't do it every day, you can't expect yourself to grow. You can't expect the people who are sitting there twiddling their thumbs, crying about not being able to get something that you can give them to find you. Yes. Oh, oh, there's so much. I want to, I don't, we, we want you to mic drop because audio, I feel like well, mic drop like that. Like, oh, oh, there's, there's so much there, comrade. And like I said, I feel like I could talk to you forever. And I've got maybe a couple more questions and then we'll let everyone know where they can hang out with you. And I know that you have an awesome free gift for everybody. So you had mentioned a little while back about how sharing tutorials and stuff was really great. I know like on Instagram stories, at least a lot of people like to share like a behind the scenes of what they're doing in the day. Like, is that right. also like a good idea or like, what do you sort of suggest like content wise? Like, should we have like themed days or should we like keep them in our heads like we're all women but like everyone hey guys it's a pork for me wednesday or is it better to have those themes so that way people are almost tuning into like a channel or is it kind of okay. whatever y'all can get behind so that way you do it okay so in knowing your followers and your clients you'll kind of know the mix for them right so yeah. there may be think what i suggest in the very beginning is that you go with the hashtag themed day so it might be Monday motivations, it might be Tuesday travel, it might be Wednesday wisdom. And on Wednesday wisdom, you share things that you didn't learn about your business or things that you wish people would have taught you about your business. And then on Thursday, it's throwback Thursday. These are things that I used to do or um, before I learned about this awesome app or whatever. And, um, or you could talk about productivity, you know, anything like that. Okay, so once you get accustomed to being there and you kind of watch your metrics, and your analytics to see what people are really interacting with, then you might only have three things that you really talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. Does that help? Yeah. So how okay. do you tell like interacting? Like, are you talking like eyeballs or like people sending you DMs afterwards? Like what is the actual metric? Okay. So the actual metric is how long people stay on your story. Okay. So if they look at your first, your intro, because I tell everybody when you get on any story platform, the very first thing is you need to tell them what they're going to learn that day. Okay. So if you tell them what they're going to learn that day and then they don't watch the snap, it means that they're not interested. I mean, I'm sorry, I said snap, but it's stories. It's the same, right? They're we, we are, right? And, and then we got like the Facebook stories. We're not even going to talk about that okay. garbage pile. <laughs> Keep going. If they don't watch that after that, then you know that's not a topic that they're looking for. There are no eyeballs there. So that's not a topic that they're interested in. If you give them the intro and then they watch the next two stories, right? And they fall off, then you kind of know what they wanted and or what was missing or that you missed a point, right? So you have to watch it in order to know. Gotcha. One more question and then... Um, it it's actually more, goes nicely. No, I've got like, so I've got so many guys like you have no idea. Again, y'all couldn't figure out by now. I just have people on the show that I'm like, I bet I can get a free coaching session out of that person. And yeah. then I just ask them the questions that I feel like all of us wink, wink, nudge, nudge have. So with the Instagram stories, like I'm when you're first getting started, mm -hmm. I love what you said. And guys in the show notes, you can click on the link. We'll have it to the actual blog post here about the Wisdom Wednesdays and the throwback Thursdays in case if you're looking for something, how many like stories or snaps a day should you have? I know as personally as a consumer, if I see that you've got a million little dashes, I'm not bothering. I oh, maybe no. have three in me, three in me that I'll watch from someone unless it's like a super fan. Like I like them, but right. like, do you have like um, a set number that you find usually works best or is it just kind of figuring out what your audience is all about. Well, basically it's what you're teaching. 
And you'll learn that from that metric, like I was saying. But here's my, here's my thing. I tell people, you don't want dashes, you want dots. Now, there's a big joke with social media people that says if you see dashes, that means that they go on and on and on, right? But if you see dots, then it means that they may have one or two more additional snaps, um, additional stories, right? Mm -hmm. On Snapchat, it's no more than 20, even if you're teaching because you lose people. That's so many. <laughs> that was my face if you guys can hear my reaction. I'm like, oh, well, 20, I'm trying to get in and out in like three. Right. Well, 20 is not a lot if you're teaching. Oh, yeah. If you're teaching, that makes it's sense. It's basically a 20-minute training, and you can use something like Cut Story, which is an app that will mm -hmm. actually cut your 20 minutes into the segment pieces so that you can just upload it all at once, either to Ooh, Instagram what was the name or of that app? Cut Story. Cut Story. I'll have a link yeah. to that in the show notes. Cut yeah. Story. Is that on iOS? Is that a computer it's thing? It's on both, and that's why I said that, because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Apple girl. So I use something else, but I know everybody can use Cut Story. <laughs> Ooh, what's the one that you use? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I actually use iMovie. Oh, yeah, because iMovies are on the iPhone. So you, yes. do you, so you record yours, and can they record in the proper ratio for stories? Yes. No? Yes. Oh, oh, that made my life so, so much easier. Yes, so I use, I use iMovie, but <laughs> I... You know, I have people use Cut Story because anybody can use Cut Story and it actually breaks it down and slices it up. And then depending on how you use, oh, oh, I need to say this too. If you're going to cut up your story and add it, don't add it one at a time. And the reason is sometimes if you're like me and a mom and a wife and you know, and you run three businesses, you forget where you left off or you might not even upload the finish uploading the story. So you need to be able to upload the story all at one time. Cut your Wi-Fi off, upload the entire thing, and then turn your Wi-Fi back on and it'll upload it. Instagram also has a feature where you can upload the entire story, just like Snapchat does. You can upload the entire story so that you're not uploading one piece by one piece by one piece. So I suggest that you just upload it all at one time. That way you don't have to come back throughout the day and add additional pieces to the store. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things I want to talk about. Like apps. Do I put text on things? Like how are these people having cool music that the lyrics show up? Like, oh, that's all the apps. That's actually like in the actual Instagram app? Yeah. I'm just not cool enough? I'm just not cool enough. Yes. It's a, um, it's a music uh, a music sticker and if you hit that music sticker then you can kind of like thumb through the music and add it and it'll allow you to edit the section that you want in there and I'm, like, I'm looking at my phone guys i'm like ooh, there's yeah. so much fun stuff i'm like i can make my stories so much more entertaining i know that we could talk about forever and ever and ever but i have one more question besides about the whole text no text sort okay. of controversy i say put in text do you say text or do you say if you've got no time don't worry about it like should um, i transcribe what i'm saying or text on your text for your text stories on, yeah for your instagram stories like if i'm talking should i just have like a talking head or should i have a little almost summary with text on it because okay. i usually do the summary here's, text. Here's, another, here's another thing about the difference of snapchat and instagram mm -hmm. snapchat when you open the, the app you're mm -hmm. waiting to hear someone's voice on gotcha. instagram 97% of the people watch video of any kind on Instagram without sound. So if they just see you doing, you know, bobbing your head and talking, so it is worth it. They're not kind of, they don't know. If they're not a super fan, they probably don't know what you're talking about. So if you're going to do a story where you are talking head, mm. before the intro of what it is that you're going to tell them, you want a static image with what you're going to be discussing that day. And if you can do it, um, you can put snap one is about this, snap two is about that, snap three is about that, right? That way they can either, even um, scroll to the right and go to the actual, um, they'll use that table of contents to actually go to the snap that they want to hear about, and then they'll turn the sound on. But other than that, I would say always um, text, even always if it's just a bullet point at the bottom. 
Gotcha. Exactly. And I don't feel like we need to like transcribe every word we say. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so Wait, many. You, Google, you can use Google to do that. Just transcribe everything you say. <gasps> Google, you're so awesome. Is there nothing you can't do? <laughs> I can't fly with no wings yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're trying don't don't you yeah. say that they're not they're they're secretly listening all right karma so i know and this is a little thing that i've seen a couple at least on instagram stories of people starting to do and i'd love for you to be able to talk to us about it not just because you have a free gift to help us out but what about like hashtags specifically in instagram stories can you add those is it a smart idea does it make you discoverable Tell me all about that. Okay, so hashtags on Instagram stories is the bomb biggity. Okay, I say that because you will get introduced to people who you probably never would have had the opportunity to get in front of that, in front of without the hashtag. But here's the thing, Kate. When you use the hashtag, you, you have to use the right set of hashtags. You can use 10, okay, up to 10. I suggest you use all 10. Now there's a lot of people out there to say, don't do it. But here's my thing. If a platform gives you the opportunity to get in front of more people and they don't consider it spammy, then you shouldn't either. Okay. Ooh. So what I suggest is that you hide the hashtags either behind stickers or you actually make them the same color as your background. So that so smart. Sees them. <laughs> right. So that nobody sees them except for the people who are searching the hashtag. And then the next thing that you need to understand about adding hashtags, and I have a hashtag for the holidays coming up, Kate, and it's gonna yes, be- definitely tell us all about that. I'm like feverishly writing it down. Yes. Um, the thing that I would say about that is you have to use the right hashtags. So if you are a realtor, you don't use hashtag realtor because I'm not a realtor. I don't wanna know what realtors do, but I yeah. do want realtor tips. I do want how to stage my home tips, right? I do want um, best places in LA, or I want um, I want uh, close schools in a vicinity, right? So you want to use the right set of hashtags. Re, 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 um, I'm trying to think of some good ones, like some great suffix, suffix, suffixes, tips, inspo inspiration hacks those are the things that you want to add to the actual um the actual hashtag to get in front of people who are looking for exactly what it is that you can give them so smart oh my goodness so you talk forever so i know that you have something about hashtags coming out for the holidays which guys we've already talked about here on the show about black friday and how you need to be on this game and how we want to really create a nice black friday holidays experience for everyone and being on top of your instagram stories we kind of have a little one-two punch so i know you said that you have um, a freebie for everyone for questions that they can ask their followers to start getting some interaction and definitely mm -hmm. let us know about the hashtag for the holidays event as well Okay, so hashtags for the holidays is basically, basically you started out as the 12 days of Christmas. So you start on November the 1st and every day I give you a hashtag that you use in your marketing for December. So you'll get 12 days of hashtags that you use in December or whenever you decide that you're going to start your holiday campaign to um, get in front of new audiences. And I actually okay. walk you through the process of how to use it. Like you heard me say, travel Tuesday. A lot of people think that you have to throw up like pictures of Hawaii or stuff like that, but you don't necessarily have to do that. You can travel to your mailbox and show people you delivering messages or delivering packages, or you could travel to wherever it is that you go to pick up items or, you know, for your business, that kind of thing. So I just kind of like give you a spin on what to, what hashtags to use, how to use them to get in front of your market um, throughout the holidays really and beyond. Cause there's a holiday for almost everything. You know that, right, Kate? Oh yes, you know, you all know that that is one of my go-tos when I'm like, I don't really know what I email my peoples today. Or if I feel like emailing people twice a week, I'm like, it's mid julep day, woo! Right? parlay that into something parlay that one into a flash sale one time just for the funsies yeah it was pretty nice i'm like yay every yeah. day. i mean you know you can use a little post post everything so so how, how can, can we can sign up for that you all know that right 
Yeah. Okay. So how can we sign up for that? Um, is it free? Is it paid? Let us know about that. Okay. So hashtags for the holidays is free, but I will tell you this. I'm one of those, I'm an accountability coach as well, Kate. So I do hold you accountable. And if you're not working, I do boot you out. So just so you know that in advance, um, hashtags for the holidays will also be in the show notes and you can get on, um, you can actually follow me at Facebook's, uh, creativity. Oh, I can't even talk today. Creative challenges and accountability group. So if you type in creative challenges and accountability group, you can find me and that's where we're going to have hashtags for the holidays, basically. All right. Awesome. So we'll definitely go ahead. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And like I said, before we had started this interview, I'm like, what if people are really struggling with what to talk about or how to engage people or get engagement out, especially if it's a dormant account. And so you said that you actually have questions that we can ask our followers. I do. I have 48 questions to um, ask your followers to start getting engagement, even on a dead Facebook page. Ooh, so where can people get access to that? I think I okay, actually so created it. It's going to be at katedoster.com forward slash questions. Yes. Forward slash I'm, I'm going to download that right after we are done, done guys recording this interview because I always am. So should I like be asking a question of the day or is it just like, just like kind of like casually like mix it up every once in a while casually, in my social media? Yeah, casually mix it up a while. But here's the thing about questions. You can always turn questions into talking topics. Oh, right. Take the question and go live about it or create a story behind it. So smart. All right, Karma, is there anything else that we should know about sort of, I don't want to call this live video because it's not really live video, but sort of like this micro vlogging, sort of a funness of where we can get a hold of you. We've got all the links in the show notes. What are some parting words for everybody? Don't let social media overwhelm you. Um, Create a strategy and stick to the strategy. But before you stick to the strategy, realize what's working. Really take the time to realize what is working for you and run with that for as long as you can. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Karma. It was such a delight to have you on yeah. the show. And oh, I will. It's official. I'm an inbox bestie lady. <laughs> right? <laughs> goodness guys I took so much out of the interview you're gonna hear my pages and pages of notes and I want to apologize if I got everyone confused in the middle there when I was talking to snapchat because again I'd only really used it for personal and not for business and I didn't know how followers worked and like I don't want to be friends with everyone and all that sort of stuff so thank you for bearing with me while I asked all of those questions but I want to go ahead and wrap up a lot of what Carmo is saying and that is if you are going to do the sort of micro vlogging thing to go ahead at the very beginning and stick with those themed days again just like a television show everyone knows Wednesday night is going to be Brooklyn Nine-Nine night so they tune in so your people are going to find those days of the week that they actually like the best are they into motivation Monday? Do they like Wisdom Wednesday? All those sorts of things. And definitely make sure that you guys head on over to katedoster.com forward slash questions to get those questions that you can ask your social media followers because the more engagement that you get, the more likely your Instagram stories are going to be able to show up first. Same thing with your Snapchats. So we want people engaging with us all of the time. I love that ninja trick that Karma talked about actually putting hashtags because I wanted to get more engagement on my stories because I genuinely love doing stories. But I thought hashtags look kind of cheesy. I love her idea of just hiding it behind a picture that I would have or text that I would have. Oh my goodness, it was so smart. Definitely going to start doing that. I'll report back in a couple of months about how well that has helped my engagement over in Instagram story land. But what I really, really loved besides all those amazing hacks and the fact that she told us how her followers literally thought they were the reason that she quit social media, which was just gut-wrenching to hear about, was the whole mindset part and to start getting comfortable on camera. Because the truth is, guys, is that people do want to deal with you. And if you are an introvert, if you don't think that you speak well, if you hate the way you look, start out small. Even if you're going to start on your Instagram stories and not take a picture of yourself, even though karma recommends that, just start with having like a steel picture of something else and some words. Just get yourself out there. It's all about building connection with your followers. So 
that's it for this week, guys. Make sure you go ahead and head on over to the show notes for this episode. It's one of the first links down below because Karma talked about a lot of stuff and I want to make sure that you do not miss a thing. As always, thank you guys for leaving your rating and reviews. They are blowing up the charts here on on iTunes. I appreciate it so much. And as always, we have our gift card. Once a month, one lucky reviewer wins a $25 gift card to Amazon. And I will see you guys on Monday for my birthday with your next Double Dog Dare. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to keatdoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.